Well, good afternoon, everybody. Good to see you all. Those of you that are online, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's so good to experience the kingdom of God together. And we're, we're excited to be gathering. I'm gonna share a little bit from uh, Romans this morning. I want you to, uh, or this afternoon, I want you to turn to Romans chapter eight. And uh, we're gonna just take a little minute. You know, we've sort of, Awesome. Uh, I felt like we've had some amazing prayers and declarations and decrees. I just want to re-emphasize a few things that have already been prayed um, so that we can really capture it in our spirits and run with it this week. Um, and, you know, and my prayer for, the, for all of us this morning is that we don't just you know, have, a, have a theology of our oneness, but we have an experiential reality of living out of the glory of heaven. And you know, the Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians chapter two. It says that when Christ died, we died, Paul says. When Christ was buried, we were buried. When Christ was raised again, we were raised. When Christ ascended, we therefore ascended. And when Christ was glorified and he sat down at the right hand of the Father, we sat down at the right hand of the Father. You and I, are sitting in a seated position of rest, of authority in the power and the glory of Jesus Christ. The name above all names. Come on, that's the glory of the gospel. We're not living from earth trying to get to heaven or trying to bring heaven to earth. We're actually living from the place of in the glory realm all heaven all around us, as, as uh, Erica prayed, to be able to dispatch the angels because we're seated with Christ in that place of authority. And to live in that place is to sit in Christ's seat of authority. And he has authority over sickness. He has authority over the demons. He's had authority over, over every realm and every name he has authority. And so we live in that glory and so this morning, I wanna talk a little bit about how do we live from heaven in a season of uncertainty? Romans 8, chapter 30, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. And just Paul, in this passage, he outlines five incredible questions, five rhetorical questions that he gives, us, gives an answer to about who we are in Christ Jesus. And, and it's this foundational truth for us. Paul says, Romans 8, 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, and the whole point of this argument up to now is a resounding, he is absolutely for us. All right, this is a rhetorical question. We're not sort of, Paul's not wondering, mm, I wonder if God is for us or not. It's not a rhetorical question of, uh, well, if we throw the dice, we might get a six and hopefully it will be okay. No, no, God is absolutely, unequivocally for us. His presence of, uh, of the Holy Spirit is proof that He is for us, that we're joined with Him forever. The Holy Spirit being the deposit, the guarantee, the down payment, the proof and the evidence that we are already united with Christ Jesus. And so it's not if God is for us, I wonder. It's if God is for us, God is for us. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I love that verse because God has given us his very best in Christ Jesus. He's given us his absolute ultimate. When you give your ultimate, what's left to give? Well, it doesn't really matter what else you give because you've already given your ultimate. If you've paid the ultimate price, everything else is an absolute joy to give. 
And so he's given us his son, Jesus, and he's not spared him up, but he's given us him up for us all. Therefore, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And then verse 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. What I love about a day of prayer is we're just catching up with heaven already. Heaven is into, Jesus is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Let's say that together. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We are tightly glued in our union with Christ. We are tightly glued to Jesus. And therefore, where Jesus is, we are. Because when you glue something together, wherever that thing goes, the thing that's glued to it goes with it. And we are glued, we are fused relationally in the fire of God's love. We have been united to Christ and we stand with Him and therefore we are seated with Him in the heavenly places, tightly glued, living from heaven to earth. What, what does that mean? Well, it means in heaven, there is no fear. There is no shame. There is no anxiety. There is no worry. There is no sickness. In heaven, there's peace and there's joy and there's love and there's power and there's healing and there's wholeness and there is just unlimited potential in God. There's unlimited reserves of God, of His love and His joy. And we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. God is with us. Come on, just declare that over yourself. Take a moment, put your hand over your heart and just declare, God is with me. If you're watching at home in your living room, do the same. God is with me. And so what's the message? Well, because God is powerfully with us, because we're fused relationally to Him, let's not hold back. Let's go for it. Let's not live in a place of fear. Let's not live in a place of anxiety. Let's not live in a place of cowing to the fear and anxiety that everything, everyone else is going to. Watch our lips, watch our mouth, what comes out of our tongues. Let's live in the realm of, the, of anything is possible in the glory of God. You know, and, and the thing about the gospel is it's not just a good advice. So this morning, I don't wanna give you five things you can do to survive this crisis. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are already in the power of God. We already ex experience the glory of heaven. The Holy Spirit is the atomic power, the nuclear bomb of heaven on the inside of you and I. And we're seated with Christ in, the, in authority. His power, His love, His grace is operating in our lives. So allow the grace of God to strengthen you this morning, this, this week together. How do we live from heaven in this season? Well, the first thing that we do is we keep our eyes up. Eyes up. We want, to, we want to be a people that prioritise worship. 
As soon as we focus on and we tune into the fear, and it's not difficult to do that when you're walking around the city or you, uh, you're going into the stores and you see some, you know, like yesterday, there's toilet paper disappeared and you're like, what's gonna happen, right? It's not difficult to kind of suck into that sort of level of fear and start to buy in, particularly when everyone else around us is talking about uh, what's gonna happen and, and the fear about what's gonna happen. It's easy to buy into that, but for us, it's important that we keep our eyes up. Fix our eyes upon the things that are above. Fix our eyes upon Jesus. Fix our eyes on Him and worship Him. Remember our heavenly rank. Our heavenly rank is that if we're with Jesus and Jesus, and it says in uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 20, I think it is, or uh, no, chapter one, and it says that he is far above all principality and power and rule and he's put all things under his feet. And he is the head of the church. So if we're the body of Christ, as a minimum, we're his feet. We might be above that, right? We might be up to the neck. We might be just a little toe. But we are in the body of, we are the body of Christ. And therefore, if Jesus has been seated above all things, that's our heavenly rank. We're above all things. And therefore, Satan, sickness, coronavirus is under our feet. So we live from heaven to earth, but we keep focusing on our union with Christ Jesus, which is worship. It's not to say, hey, we've got this within and in and of ourselves. No, Paul doesn't say nothing can separate us. It just says nothing can separate us in the love of Christ. Stay in the love of Christ. Keep worshiping. Keep your eyes up to heaven. Keep, don't, don't, don't come, let's not come into the fear realm, but let's live in this place that we believe that God is powerful and glorious and we're seated with Him and we love Him and we worship Him and we don't let fear affect us. Worship is absolutely vital. Second thing within, as part of that worship that we do is we declare. Again, we're living from heaven, from heaven to earth. So we make declarations and we decree. It's good to pray, but it's also good to declare Scripture. Yeah, we can pray against the end of coronavirus, but beyond that, what we can declare and we can release is that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God, just like the waters cover the sea. We can declare that the kingdom of God is here. We can declare that light overcomes darkness. We can, we can, we can declare Isaiah 60, arise and shine church for the light has come and the glory of the Lord shines upon you. We can make those declarations, make declarations. We've been talking for the last three or four years now about the power of the tongue about the power of blessing. You know, the, Proverbs eleven eleven. remember this, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, which means that when we're, no, when, when we're currently, as is going on so much around the place where there's so much fear, actually that fear creates a place for the enemy to breed, but actually it's the blessing of the saints that creates the upright, the, the exaltation of the city. So we wanna be a people that declare, that come in an opposite spirit and declare, this is what God is, this is who, this is what God's doing, this is who He is, and we're gonna bless our city and our government. We're not gonna tear it down by saying coronavirus is coming. We're gonna say, we bless you, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we call down the heaven. We call in peace, we call in joy, we come in light, call in light, and we release the angels, the angels of light, the angels of healing, the angels of glory. Come on. Part of our worship is also to take communion. Take communion daily. I love what uh, our, um, the senior pastor of Toronto, uh, Catch the Fire Toronto, Steve Long said to, his, to the church. You know, it says in, in uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 11, he says, you know, Paul's saying that there are some of you that have been sick because you've 
taken the communion in an unworthy manner. The opposite is therefore must be true. That, that there's, when we're partaking communion, what we're partaking in is the life of God. It's the very essence of who he is. It's his nature. We're feeding on Christ. So take communion together as part of worship and participate in the life of Christ together. So worship, declare, pray, take communion is the first thing. The second thing is to deal with the issues of the heart. And Erica touched on this with the breastplate of righteousness. You know, we are seated in the heavenly places, but in the issues of our hearts, it can create open doors for the enemy to have its way. And so we can do, we, you know, and open doors will give platform for fear or anxiety or worry. And what if we, if we operate in that, it, it creates a landing strip for, for, the, for the enemy to come and to, to take, uh, to take uh, a foothold in us. Paul says, in your anger, don't sin. Don't give the enemy a chance to get a foothold in you. So close the open doors in your life. If you've got unforgiveness in your life, walk in forgiveness. If you've got bitterness, allow the grace of God to fall in you, to fall upon you, to deal with the level of, of bitterness. It's, if you've got fear and anxiety, don't live with it. Allow the Holy Spirit to take over your life and to kick it out of you. And it's very simple. It's very, very easy to do. It's to confess and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I have this issue in my heart. Would you please forgive me? I don't want to operate this. And maybe there's an individual, there's a memory that you need to, to ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to walk you through and to heal, uh, to, to forgive an individual. Maybe it's your parents, your spouse, your leaders, your boss, whatever it might be. And just step through and allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to walk through the memories to bring healing to those things. Receive, uh, as you confess and you repent, receive His forgiveness. And then, Break your agreement and kick out the demon, demonic powers and call in the seven spirits of God. We can help you with that. If you're struggling with fear, we, we can help you to pray through that. We've got people that would be very willing to, 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 to step you through that simple process of experiencing God. Close the open doors. Allow the blood of Jesus to close those doors in the issues of your heart so that you don't give space for the enemy and for sickness to come to you. Third thing I want us to focus on is to spread hope. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this. In your hearts, honour Christ the Lord as holy. It comes back to worship. Always being prepared to make a defence to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. I would hope as a people that we carry extreme amounts of hope we carry this unshakable expectation of the goodness of God. It's an unshakable, unwavering expectation that God is going to be good to us and that that is going to permeate our, in the atmosphere around us so that when we come, if we're still at work, if you're not now working from home, or if you come into the supermarket, we're carrying this level of a hope and expectation and this confidence in God that people are going to look, at, look to us and say, why are you not worried? Why are you not freaking out? Why are you not stockpiling toilet paper? Whatever it might be, right? Why are you not doing that? And the opportunity for us is actually one of the greatest opportunities we have to share the gospel, to share the light and the love of God as we carry that peace and that hope that actually people will ask us, what is the hope? And Paul's, uh, Peter's saying, be ready. Be ready to share with others. 
Be ready to speak a blessing. I was in Trader Joe's yesterday in Winston-Salem. We were driving back from a couple of days in the mountains. And, and it, it was, you know, I was just chatting with the, 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 uh, the clerk who's, you know, taking my um, groceries, the cashier. Thank you. Oh, my mind just went blank. You know, we're talking a little bit about it. And, you know, and he's talking about this and that and what's happening. And, and, you know, at the end of the conversation, I just said to him, you know, I bless you with health. Why? Because I'm carrying the power of heaven to speak that over him. Yeah. And, and I, didn't, I, I didn't have time to, to, to go through, but if we, you know, to have for him to respond, other than him saying, oh, wow, thank you. But if we live our lives like that, people are gonna say, why are you so hopeful? Why are you so joyful in this crisis? Be prepared, be ready. But listen, Paul, uh, Peter says this, but yet do it with gentleness and respect. In other words, don't be blase, don't be aggressive, don't belittle other people for their fear. Come with gentleness and respect, right? We don't want to be those people that are kind of saying, ah, oh, you guys are all idiots. Why are you so worried about things? This is going to blow over. No, we've got to meet people where they're at, okay? We want, to, we want to be able to treat them with love and respect and not put them offside because we're coming with great aggression. Even if we feel strong, there are people that feel weak. And it's incumbent upon us to come with gentleness and respect, not to lord it over them, not to put them down, but actually in our in our own sense of that, uh, the kindness of God to speak hope and life to them and draw them into that higher place. The fourth thing, uh, the third, yeah, fourth thing, just quickly to, to, Ash touched on this, is to, for us to continue to build community together. I love Acts 2.42. And it says that they, they, uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to the fellowship and to prayers. And they ate together from house to house. This is a season and a time for us we can't gather in big, in big uh, gatherings of more than 100 people. Who knows what's gonna, when that's gonna change. But what we can do in, the, in accordance with the measure of our faith and our expectation, we can gather together as the body of Christ in our homes, in, in our um, living rooms, gather together as connect groups, uh, ignite groups, and just be church family together. Devote ourselves to each other. The Bible says, I think 59 times in the New Testament, it says one another. It uses this phrase, one another, one another, one another. What does that mean? It, you could turn that into a verb, one another each other. Wow. Yeah? Which is to, to, to meet, to, to gather for worship, to gather for prayer, to gather for fellowship, to gather to one another, to meet each other's needs. If there's somebody that you know in your group that's now, you know, because they're uh, maybe at, a, at risk because of their age or because of their health, gather, help them out, pray for them, leave food on the doorstep, whatever it might be. But gather together to enjoy connection and family together. As Ash said, if you're not in a small group, let us know. We're gonna do our best to help you connect. It's really important that we stay connected in our groups together because as unity, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together, there I am in my name. So gather together in groups. Live stream, when we come to the live stream, gather, get to in your homes, three or four people that will come and join you and worship and enjoy, participate together with us. I wanna say though, having said that, we wanna keep building community and, and focus on you know, going into our homes and enjoying God together. Actually, we also wanna encourage you to join the live stream. Let's, you know, we're not sure what's gonna happen next Sunday, but if we carry on next Sunday and have this live stream, then we want you to participate in that. Why? 
because there's something powerful about us joining together as the corporate body of Christ, the, 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 the corporate man where we get to agree together around the city, even though we're not physically together necessarily, we're together making declarations and decrees, we're, we're worshiping, we're shifting the atmosphere. And so it's important to us that you gather, we gather together, but we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching as well. Not saying that I'm an apostle, I'm just using that as an example. And then finally, I wanna, I, we want us to be a people that love our neighbours. Jesus said the greatest, second greatest commandment, which is just like the first commandment, is that we would love our neighbours as ourselves. There's massive opportunity in this next season to love our neighbours. There are children, if the schools have been closed down in Wake County for a couple of weeks and in Durham for who knows how long, there are children, for instance, that have been that were relying upon school meals that now don't have those meals. What an opportunity for us as the body of Christ to to sow financially, to show up, to make meals for our neighbours, to to do whatever we can. And we're going to be spending some time over this next week praying and hearing God. And how do we love our neighbours? In and how do we participate with what's going on in the city? But we want to bring the light and the love of God everywhere we go. You know, throughout history, there's been stories of where there's been plagues in cities and everybody's leaving and, and they probably had it much worse than us because they didn't have sanitation and, and uh, you know, sewers, open sewers and all of that. But the people were flocking out and it was the Christians that were coming in to show the love of God. And some of them actually ended up giving their lives because they were there to serve and to help their neighbour because they were so full of the love of Christ that they didn't want anyone to perish. Church, let's have that attitude. Let's have the attitude that we honour and that we love people, not just the people in, our, in, in the community of faith, but the people all around our city that need us at this time, that need the hope that we carry, that need the love that we carry. Pray for people, bless them, speak life. If there's a need that you can meet in your neighbourhood, meet that need as best as you can. Release the love of God. Let us prove how good God is by demonstrating to our city His love expressed through us. As I said, we're gonna be looking for ways to serve. You know, I recognize that we, that the, the challenges that the cities we're facing as a nation in one sense are greater than, than, than our ability to, to, uh, to meet that need but we can do our part and we're gonna do our part by the grace of God, yeah. So here's, here's for us. How do we live from heaven to earth in this season? Well, we worship, we keep our eyes fixed on him. We remember that we're in heaven. We make declarations and decrees that shift atmospheres. Secondly, my mind just went blank. Oh. Secondly, we deal with the issues of our heart. We're soft to the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, we spread hope and we're ready to give an account for the hope that we have. Fourthly, we keep building and focusing on community. We don't give up meeting together in accordance with our faith. Fifthly, we love, we love, we love, we love. So I've got some declarations that, um, that I've put together. Some, most of it is, is scripture. Um, and uh, I'm gonna put them, we're gonna have them up on the screen, please, Joshua, if you would. And uh, those of you watching online, we're gonna just have the screen, um, those up 
ready and we're gonna make a declaration. So I want us to, make, to stand if you would, please. Yep, if you're in your living room, if you're in your kitchen, wherever you are at home, please stand and join us again. There's great power in declarations and decrees together. Okay, let's say this together. One, two, three. Jesus is our Lord, our Saviour, our Redeemer, the Mighty One. Sickness and evil bow at His name. The Lord is our light and our salvation. We do not walk in a spirit of fear, but in the Holy Spirit and power. We come in the power and authority of the risen Lord, Jesus Christ. We declare that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We rebuke sickness and fear. We declare shalom over the nations. We release angels of light and healing. Light overwhelms the darkness. We live in the love of God. We will carry His love to the ends of the earth. We bless our cities, our leaders, our nations with wisdom and peace. We declare God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Yes, okay, let's command that COVID-19 to die in Jesus' name. Okay, so we declare, one, we're just gonna say, we command COVID-19 to wither and die in Jesus' name and to disappear off this planet. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to finish with, I want to finish with this ironic blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. By the way, if you, have, if you haven't listened to it already, there's an amazing, amazing song that was written a couple of weeks ago by Carrie Job and Cody Carnes, The Blessing, and, and um, Stephen Furtick and um, Chris from Evelation. You can watch it on YouTube. It's called The Blessing. And it's basically out of this ironic blessing. And it is such a powerful thing. It's just like the Lord to release a powerful song in the midst of the crisis. And so I want to, uh, The Blessing, I want you to, I want to recommend you watch that and uh, listen to it on repeat. Anyway, here's the ironic blessing that I'm going to speak over you as a people, over us as a catch the fire. The Lord, the Father, bless you and keep you. The Lord Jesus make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, lift up His countenance upon you and give you His shalom. Nothing lacking, nothing missing, completeness of mind, body, soul, spirit, health in relationships, finance, in your spirit. We bless you in Jesus' name. We put the name of the Lord upon you. We declare the favour of the Lord upon you is a shield. We declare that nothing will come against you because you find your shelter in the power of the Most High. We remind your hearts that nothing can separate you from the love of God that is yours in Christ Jesus. Be filled with hope. Be filled with joy. Have another drink. 
of the Holy Spirit. In fact, let's take a moment. Those of you that are at home, whatever size bucket you want to take of the Holy Spirit, we'd just like to do a, an activation where we're drinking of the wine of heaven, of the goodness of God. Come on, just take that in. Just allow yourself to drink in the life of heaven. Yeah, some of you might have a big bucket, which you stick your head in, but just receive the Holy Spirit right now. We call forth right now the spirit of counsel and of might and of wisdom and of knowledge and of understanding and of the fear of the Lord. Ah, the spirit of the Lord. We call forth the Holy Spirit and we, we declare we are be a people that will be filled and keep being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Take another drink, stick your head in the bucket, enjoy yourself. It's time to have a party in the Holy Spirit. If you're at home, be filled. Holy Spirit, fall upon you. Ha. For those of us here, why don't you reach out to someone next to you and just say, be filled with joy in life. The rivers of God, experience Him. Ha. Yes, yeah, okay. A couple more things just to do. So we wanna just, just finish off with a couple of, uh, of prayers. So Lord, we, we pray for our government. Lord, uh, at the national level, we pray for President Trump. We pray for the White House. We pray for Congress and the Senate. Lord, we pray for the, for the law, uh, uh, the judicial, judicial branch, the justice. We pray for the CDC. Lord, we pray for your wisdom and your grace. Lord, that there would be strategy from heaven that would be released to, there would be your decoders upon the earth that would be able to release uh, strategy to know how to deal with this as a nation. Lord, we bless Governor Cooper. We bless all the, uh, the mayors and, uh, of our counties and our cities, the commissioners, and we bless our own governments here in Wake County and uh, Durham County and Orange County and Johnson County and all the other counties as well as North Carolina. We pray for wisdom. We pray for grace. We pray for insight. Lord, we pray for, for, uh, that you would put a guard on things to stop fear from running away, but you would put a guard on the media. Lord, that you would put a guard on people's hearts. Lord, we pray for everybody that's sick right here in this county, Lord, in this state, in this nation, we just, we release right now the kingdom of God. We say kingdom of God be healed in Jesus' name. We pray for the medical societies, uh, the professionals, thank you. We pray for hospitals, we pray for doctors, nurses, those that are caring at home for people. Lord, we release the life and the joy of heaven into them and we say kingdom of God come right now. Will of God be done in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way. We bless our nation. We bless our government. We bless our cities. Durham, we bless you. Durham County, we bless you. Raleigh, we bless you. Wake County, we bless you. Chapel Hill, Orange County, we bless you. All the surrounding counties, we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus.